what's happening? Wow, that was creepy. <laughs> Dude, uh, I didn't realize we were starting. Yeah, bro, we're starting. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, <sighs> nice. Practical Rambling Fathers. Welcome to November. Yes, I had a brain fart there. Welcome to our podcast. And we hope you enjoy the last couple of conversations that we've had. So pretty much just a quick run through. We've given you tools on how to pray uh, through Lexio, through rap prayer, and then guided meditations. But um, after that, last week we kind of had a change of directions because it's important to pray. It's important to understand why we pray. And so that's why last week we talked about the perception, right? The reality of which we operate with the faith in Jesus Christ. So it's like, it's like you, you know, being blinded, but you need the prescription glasses in order to see the world better and clearly understand. So this week is a building block off of that. You know that Christ has come into the world to make it new, to love you, to redeem you and save you from your sins. Now God is using Jesus to pull you back into his heart, into his love. So today we're, we're going to branch off into the areas of talking about virtue, intellectual virtue, especially looking at the three, three virtues of understanding, Science and wisdom. I know, I know that's a that's a lot to take in, but it's really important because not only you need to have the eyes of Christ to see how things work, but but the main question is, how is your mind? Are you using your rationality? Are you using your, your minds to be conformed to Jesus to understand that this world is bigger than ourselves here? So, right. So, so this question? is a little bit heavy i mean we're trying to be practical so we'll get to a practical part but mm -hmm. uh it's gonna be a little heady but that's okay because essentially it needs to start in reality and then reality goes into our minds and then uh we have to rightly form our minds in order to perceive what we are actually looking at mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. with that Father Tay is going to start with understanding and how we understand what is understanding and then I'll come up with um, some random example. So first of all, St. Thomas Aquinas, like Father Brian said, he's very heady. So he defines understanding as how your brain is able to pull abstract things, I mean things you can't see, like a heart concept. Uh, and yet you're able to understand it based off the principle. Like, does it make sense? Does it sound right to your ears when you listen to it? And the, from then from that stage, then your mind asks the question of, what about it makes sense? Do I understand what the words are saying to me? Or am I just listening? Or am I just saying, yes, I understand because others around me are understanding it. So your understanding is basically... A moment of process where your mind takes in the sights, the sounds, and says, what am I seeing? What is making sense here? What is being presented to me? So, for example, if you're sitting in math class, you see the numbers 2 plus 2, right? What is it saying? It's saying you're taking two numbers, two random abstract things. You put them together, and how many do you have now? You have four. Let's say you don't understand that, so you have two apples. Two apples plus two apples equals four apples, right? That's simple math. But it gets you to the point of you're understanding, you're adding, and you're grouping things together. And the crazier part is, is where are those four apples? We don't 
a day in your head? I don't know. Exactly. I hope you don't have four apples in your head. Yep. So where are apples? And that begs the question, where is your mind? What is? What are numbers? Am I real? Am I real? <laughs> What's going on? Man, philosophy's awesome. Yep. Bonate and I are both philosophy majors, so we, yeah, we've been, anyways. We've been down the rabbit hole. Yeah, rabbit hole's not helpful. So, yeah, that grasp, right? So understanding. So I put it into categories, my understanding. So if I'm looking at the <coughs> animal kingdom, right, I'm not going to start looking at plants yep. uh, and study a plant as if it's an animal. And vice versa, if I have a plant in front of me, I'm not going to study it if, if it has a backbone or if it has fur or if it's a reptile. I'm going to study it in its selective category because that's going to tell me more about what it is and what it does and how it goes about things. And so it's, it's within those categories that we get further and further knowledge about what it is, um, especially when it comes from uh, men's health and women's health, right? Yep. Women's, women you don't want to study as men and men you don't want to study as women because that's not going to help you. Yep. Um, that's why especially for women's health, it's super uh, important to find, find somebody who knows the... Uh, the anatomy and all those different things. So it's it, we study within the right branch to understand further what it is we're actually looking at. And so you grasp it inside of that um, further, um, further categories. And those categories can continually get smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have the big view, okay, this is a human person, or this is a plant, or this is an animal, mm -hmm. so that we don't go down into, because um, then we, we lose the ability to um, what is that which specialize, study? right, yeah, we, yeah. we get into specialization, which is good, but to have the bigger picture of understanding is to say, okay, this is what it's in, this is what it's in, this is what it's in, this is what it's in. And so there's things we can do and can't do when it comes to ethics um, because we don't want to get to super particularized. Exactly. A good way to think about it, it's like you being a doctor, right? Do you view patients as Johnny coming in with a heart problem or you see case number 1400 that you've done in 10 years of, your, of being a heart surgeon, right? Right. So it's, it's important to keep that, um, keep that point, that Father Brian's in mind because you'll see how it applies to your life too as well. Right. So that's kind of a simple way and simple example of understanding and to just be aware that that's what it is and, and to move forward in that. Also, another one would be, uh, a simple one would be, I have to understand in my mind first, if I'm going to do a four-course meal, I don't know if I've used this example before, but if I'm going to do a five-course meal, mm -hmm. I have to have in my head what that looks like yep. and how to go about it. Yep. the timing of everything and yep. who I need to serve and what plates I need and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I need to have it in my head before I can actually actualize it. I can actually do something mm -hmm. practical, which St. Thomas Aquinas brings us to, Father Dave, what's our next one that we want to talk about? Next one's called science. <clears throat> so try not to think of the word science as in the lens of 2019, right? So when we think of science, we think of very uh, technological, very specialized. No, no, no. Science overall view. Science is the way you study things. Science is asking those questions. Can I test this? Do I know it to be true? Have I done experiments uh, with this? So for example, going back to the, I like that, you know, because I love food. And so a five-minute course, the science will be, 
you know, you going off to different restaurants and looking at the different ways that they serve the food and you figure out which food you like and how you how you would change it. That's the science. You already know what foods already go naturally with each other. But yet the science is the craft. How are you making yourself a better chef? How are you going out testing the different pairings and combinations that goes with this four-course uh, meal? And so, we'll, and so with the science, think about it that way. It's your scientific method. How are you going to prove this right or wrong or how are you going to experiment with this? Right, so it's something simple like you're going into those categories of understanding and you're saying, okay, is this the practical reality that's in front of me? Mm -hmm. Simple human being, right? Can a human being fly by themselves? Of course we know the answer. Of course we know the answer. Only an X-Man. I forgot. Only an X-Man can uh, humans fly, right? So in reality, in reality, the reality of a human being is they're not going to be able to fly mm -hmm. by themselves. We don't have wings. We don't have the ability at all. God did not create us to be that way. Exactly. We're yes. like penguins. They have, well, we, they even have wings, but they can't fly. Huh. Yep. We have rationality. They don't. Exactly. I guess we're nothing like a penguin. I take that back completely. Good try. I was trying. That's why we call practical ramblings. Practical ramblings. God helps us to, until we get there, which is a great segue. Cause okay. Yeah. Cause, nice. Cause I like it. Because the last, as you can see, through our, just our own merits, me and Ryan, are, if we continue to use all the percentage of our brain, right, we're going to fall short. There comes a point where the mind says, I don't understand, or I can't find any an analogies that make sense that compares with this. That's why the last one's called wisdom. Wisdom's not understood as you knowing all or mastering all. That's what 2019 definition is for you. The virtue of wisdom, from Aquinas' view, is really links up with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's wisdom of God. How are you viewing things in the world in the eyes of God? How would God view this, right? How does God view human beings? How did God view human beings when he made them? How did God view the animals that he made, right? So everything has a bigger picture, right? Because you spend your whole time, let's go back to... You know, the example of you being a chef creating this five-course meal. For most people, they spend their time in understanding science. Like, I'm making money. I want to be the best chef in the world. That's it, right? The wisdom of God says, that's beautiful. That's your motivation. But what if I push you further? What if I say there are people out there who, who never had food in the first place? And you have all this surplus of food from restaurants. What are you going to do with that, right? You're not losing money. Right? What a, what a waste to throw it away. And so it's not guilting you. It's it's God asking you, look at the bigger picture. You know, I've given you this talent to create a five-star restaurant. And you're making big bucks. And there's still homeless people and hungry people outside your restaurant door. How are you doing a better service for your countrymen, right? And so this is the wisdom of God. You're using your gift of food, but also a way to bring people and to feed your family, but, but also to give back to the community. And this is where it's hard in our society. We kind of fall short. Because for our wisdom, it's as long as I take care of myself. I understand that concept. Like, I love food. I understand how it works. I've been in business for the science part, right? For 10, 20 years. That's it. You know, I there's nothing else for me, right? Um, and so, people fall, fall into this trap. And they don't want to grow anymore because they think of wisdom as only mastering something 
So you become the total master, you become the top chef of all the world, but then that's it, right? Your life is so much more than just all these achievements. That's why the wisdom of God says, I've created you for so much more. Uh, Brian, anything else you want to add to that category? Yeah, it's just that bigger picture, right? So it's giving out of my scope of reality, or my experience of my own reality and saying there's a bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. a bigger picture of... There's even a bigger picture of who I think I am. Yes. Um, which is huge because, yep. you know, some days we feel bad, some days we feel good. Um, but even the days that we feel bad and we do something good, our coaches, right, or our parents go, hey, you know, you're doing all right, you know, you're doing fine, and, and those different things. And so our experience is, is bigger than ourselves and what we experience in our lives. And it's how other people experience us also that makes um, makes our experience more, right? Um, you know, it's often at someone's funeral that we actually somewhat understand a little bit more of the ramifications of what their life was. People that we never met that they had a huge influence on in their life because um, their life was more than our experience of it and our life is more than experience of it. And so that's to say just in my experience of my life, I'm more than who I experience myself to be. Mm. But even making that on a macro scale, God's experience of me is different than my experience of me. Amen. The world's experience of what's happening in the world, God's got a grander experience of what the world is. He's way above the space and the time that we experience. And so wisdom yep. brings the macro view from our micro view <coughs> and says, okay, I don't understand it, but God does. I don't have it together, yep. but God does. Um, and he sent us Jesus, and so, okay, Jesus has got to be the answer sometime, or something here, somewhere here. And so, okay, how, how does God see this? Um, how do I see this through God's lens? And so that's the gift of, the gift of wisdom, is to, to see that bigger picture uh, of reality. And it's just, it's not me, it's beyond me, in um, the little, little and big ways. Um, of those so so um, now I know you guys are wondering why is this forming my mind and having this bigger perspective of where of where I place in my life is so important right so let's talk about like the troubles when our minds and our, and our understanding and the science and the wisdom are all tainted by sin what happens right sin says you know sin can stop you from Entering deeper into relationship with Jesus, right? For, so, for example, last week, your eyes probably opened for the first time. I'm like, oh my gosh. Every every time we speak about faith, we're speaking about G God loving us so much. He gave us his son, Jesus, who in turn crushes the, 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 the kingdom of darkness, of Satan, his lies. Conquers sin and death to free all of us so we can go to heaven. That's always our main priority of life that's always our main core belief and so how does understanding science and wisdom <clears throat> play into our lives you know <clears throat> it plays a huge part think about your friends especially we hear all this all the time right there's this group of people who are called uh, christians or catholic by names but then they're not they're not really practicing their faith or even those young young people who are called the nuns right they want nothing to do with religion why? It's because of this. When we go to school, 
the teachers aren't teaching the real truth of trying to, to shape your understanding to look for God and to seek the truth. Well, what they're trying to do is influence the way you understand things according to their ways. And that's dangerous, my brothers and sisters of Christ. So that's why today we're spending so much time of to prepare your minds, be open, ask God, why am I learning the things that I'm learning, right? Because if you think about it, think about when you were young, right? Your parents told you to go to church. So from like anyone, when you were a baby up to seven years old, it makes sense. You were learning to be obedient. So that answer was convenient for you. You understood that, you know, and you love God. So there wasn't any doubts at all. But when you got older, that, that reason wasn't enough. And so you get frustrated because the more you asked, the more your parents responded with, why are you asking me? I don't know. We've always done it this way. Just go to mass. Don't ask any more questions. And so then that kind of made you really angry because you're like, no one's answering my questions, right? That's you being the science mode. You, you're practicing your craft. Why am I believing in the faith? Why do I have to worship God at church? Why do I have to go every Sunday, right? But because sometimes in our own lives, the answer and, and the people's relationship with Jesus and the way they were formed were at a limit. They weren't formed well. It wasn't their fault, right? And so Father Brian and I's main goal today is to show you that if you don't form your minds and your understanding and your signs and wisdom to, to Christ, you're going to run into a lot of trouble um, because everything will be about, I hate saying this, right? Everything will be about you <laughs> and not necessarily letting God be God. I'm not saying is you should have complete blind faith. Faith and reason go together. Fidiet ratio. It's a writing of it's an encyclical. I think. Yep. John Paul II. Second. John Paul II. Yep. Fidiet ratio. Faith and reason. It's an awesome read. Um, he describes faith and reason as wings of a dove. You can't have one without the other, and one leads to the other, and one leads back to um, the rationality. So. They leave back and they go flow back and forth. Um, okay, cool. So just to talk a little bit more about the science um, versus um, what combats that nowadays is, I guess um, we have this drive for us in our world of um, I need to experiencing it experience it in order to know if it's good or if it's bad yeah. or I need to experience it just to put it on my resume I mm -hmm. don't actually need to be present in the moment but as long as it's on my resume then mm -hmm. it looks like I'm a you know I've experienced the world right and so I call it the circle of life uh, syndrome a little bit right say more say more Lion King I feel it's referenced to Yes, I love my that. Lion King. We're going to do... I love the movie Lion King. We're going to do a retreat based on the Lion King eventually through these podcasts. But what, what? Maybe Christmas, probably Easter. We'll see. But anyways, this real extent, what does the circle look like, right? One of the Hawaiian lines in there is there's far too much to take in here, right? The experiences of the world you could have... You could spend your entire life trying to experience the world and what it is and all its wonders and all its cares and all its blah, 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 blah. You go on and on and on trying to experience everything um, versus, right? So me experiencing the world, I'm going to change the world. Hmm. 
um, and I'm going to take on the world alone and I'm going to experience it and it's going to be mine and I'm going to be successful in that. Okay, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so that sounds like pretty much what I subscribe to, right? <laughs> Versus what Aquinas is talking about is this science, this knowledge of knowledge of God in this practical living out is going to be totally different. Yes. So God through me is going to change the world. If I'm doing it by myself, I only have a certain amount of ability there. But if God's working through me, just look at the saints. They change the world in radical ways forever because they lived out of their belovedness of God, Mm -hmm. their beloved daughterness, their beloved sonness of God, and started things like crazy. Mm -hmm. And, And then it's not me taking on the world, by myself, it's God and I taking on the world. God and his church and I taking on the world. So in that, then I'm just called to be faithful. Yep. Mother Teresa had this favorite line. Um, is the UN was getting on her case about, you know, why aren't you doing more? And she just simply looked at the UN and said, God's calling me to be faithful, not successful, right? Ooh. And the experience of our day and age, and that's why we get so frustrated and so anxious and so stressed out, mm-hmm. is because we're trying to bring about the success. Yep. And Mother Teresa plainly said, it's not up to me to be successful. Exactly. But if I'm faithful to God, He'll bring the success if He wants it. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. how do I be faithful? How do I be faithful? Well, it's to know this understanding it's to know what it is inside of its own category understand it to do this practical knowledge to see everything Mm -hmm. in a practical way the reality of it in front of me and then this wisdom to say it's not about me it's about God Mm -hmm. Um, and it's God and I and this church taking on the world um, not just me and so that's the and it's yeah, it's just that that going ongoing of um, yeah. of continuing that process of things. That's beautiful. So, and I like to look at it, for example, from my own life, right? Um, a lot of us who are type A personalities, of course, will feel that, you know, it is I who must do this. Kind of what Father Brian's saying. So we, we don't try to be prideful, but what happens, Father Brian's right, is that we get burned out because... We've bought into this lie that we must become the savior, right? And so every time we don't, we're not successful. We take it really hard, you know, um, upon ourselves. But it's amazing when this truth of understanding science and wisdom of God and through Him alone. For example, Father Brian tells me many times, like Father Teddy, breathe, right? You're not the savior of the world. God didn't call you for that job. He's called you to. He's called to be faithful to Christ and to walk with Him as a beloved priest in Jesus. And so sometimes when I, when we all fall into the shadow of trying to be perfect and trying to do all these things. Most of us. Yeah, most of us. Yeah, Not true. all of us. Shoot. I don't have an ounce of it in me, but. <laughs> It's so true. But like, you know, just to quickly wrap it up, right? So what happens when I'm so stressed about it, you know, that I need people like Father Brian say, look, wait. Is this about you or is this about Jesus? And I have to stop because it's true. 
everything that I've been talking about now when I'm in that mode of trying to solve everything, it's it's totally about me. And it's, there was nothing mentioning <clears throat> about God. So when you have God in the forefront of your mind, there is less pressure for you to save the world. God is there to help you carry your cross. You're not supposed to carry it all alone, right? We are a community of believers. So that's why when we go to church, we profess as a community and we walk together as a community. Mm-hmm. Going together, doing it together. Amen. Amen. Mm. So, yeah, the, I know this is a, a tough subject. Uh, thank you, Father Brian, for all the wonderful examples that you get. Because, mm. uh, and I hope you enjoy this podcast too. You know, it's, it's always good to clear our minds to be like, okay, what is it that I truly believe? And who's and and who and, and and how do I live this out? Right yeah, feel free to uh, comment wherever you can find a place to comment on on mm-hmm. different ones that yeah. you enjoy. You like even post a question or two exactly uh, if you want, um, or where where we end up. We're planning on doing virtues kind of the month of November mm-hmm. and probably into December, and then. We'll go into, I think we're going into the creed next after that, mm-hmm. uh, or during that. Mm-hmm. So, those different things. Actually, we'll probably do the creed for the later part of December. Sweet. Because then the word became flesh is right in the middle. Boom. Boom. Jesus I like becoming that. man. What does that? The greatest gift in the world. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, what does that even mean? God became flesh. That's so cool. Oh my gosh, it's beyond all. Mm, so good. Good stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, so thanks for tuning in. So thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Once again, we're the practical rambling fathers. That we are. Have a nice day. Life. Okay. Oh, day. I was close. Okay. Have a nice day. God bless. Bye. Bye.